Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. So welcome to today's show, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. Today, we are excited to be talking with Scott Simons, who is an ecopreneur, wellness coach, yoga meditation teacher, and speaker. Since 2002, Scott's mission has been to inspire a daily wellness practice, and to fulfill his mission, he created six social businesses that focus on serving the greater good and making a difference in the world. So welcome to the show, Scott. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> I'm very excited to have this conversation with you today, just because you're a man of many talents. And I think this conversation is going to be very powerful and very, very interesting for obviously ourselves, but the, the listeners as well. So before we jump into all of that, do you want to just give us a bit of a brief intro from, from your own perspective, like who you are briefly, where you are in the world, what you're up to? Yeah, I'll jump on the ecopreneur because some people <laughs> wonder what that is. And it's a book that I read about 10 years ago called Ecopreneuring. And the four P's, we know the four P's in marketing, their four P's are people, purpose, planet, and profit. And I always jump in and say right from the get-go that I, I love profit. Like I'm definitely in business for mm-hmm. that. However, not at the expense of people, purpose, planet. I think we've destroyed the planet more in the last 30 or 40 years, I think, in the name of kind of unconscious profit than in the last 3 million years. So we need to really shift that. Um, so in the in this spirit of being an ecopreneur in 2004, I started a community center. That's where I got into the practices of more breath-based with yoga and meditation. I was more into sort of sports and you know martial arts before that. And then 2006, we received a $250,000 grant from the government to start a school for an alternative school for black youth aged 18 to 40 about. And we helped them with education, employability and uh, entrepreneurship. So especially with racism or coming out of prison or prostitution or drug dealing or just simply, you know, not not resonating with the system, let's say. Um, and then in 2006, I started Organic, which is a corporate wellness company, and that I've been doing for the past 15 years. We're like a wellness concierge for companies, so a one-stop wellness shop where even before this pandemic, I was saying there's a pandemic in the workplace of stress and anxiety and fear and obesity and just the sitting disease, so we help employees get healthier while they're at work. Um, And then other projects, I started a a company called Be Human Club. That's why I have the Be Human Mm t-shirt on. It's conscious wear, uh, eco-responsible conscious wear. I started Organic Experiences. This was before the pandemic. Three, four, five hundred people in beautiful spaces, especially unused churches here in Montreal. And we do yoga and meditation and practicing. So um yeah i've been pretty focused as a health servant uh, for the past <laughs> let's say 20 years and i've been doing my best to contribute you know to being part of the solution hey it sounds like you're definitely <laughs> being part of the solution 100 <laughs> i create six six businesses that all have yeah. that that impact that the world is looking for at the moment so i had it how do you keep six businesses running and while doing obviously everything else that you do 
Uh, well, there, it's not as if there are, I'm not like killing it in all, in all the businesses, mm. you know, it's the, they're kind of each side projects that mm. I, I guess I'm in, I don't know if I'm ADHD, but I, mm. I, I can get bored very quickly. And, uh, um, how I do it, the main focus is really is organic. And then I have, uh, other business partners helping with the other projects. And I guess it's a real interdependence and, um, you know, I, I kind of, I used to work maybe seven days a week, but I, it was sort of a flow between my practice and uh, work. So, but I guess the main reason why, how I keep them connected is really my daily practice that keeps me focused and uh, the energy to be able to keep these, these companies working. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm so interested to, to kind of find out a bit how you got to this point, like how you got to the point where you decided that you want to be very, like more, eco-focused and focusing on obviously the bigger issues and starting the these side projects these companies to help people so how what what's your backstory coming up to this point like what 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 made you into this person you are today yeah i there, there was a real shift so i was born in a, in a business family so definitely profit driven i'm sixth generation of a, of a very well-known business here so i saw sort of um uh, what 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 profit could do in a sense, and I wasn't very inspired by that business model. Um, and then um, I got into sports as well too, and, and thrived in sports. And then another thing I started to thrive in when I was in um, high school was was partying. So I got into drugs and alcohol, and started to abuse that a bit more. And there was family stuff going on, so I was trying to find, I guess, a way to get away from all that with the drugs and alcohol. And then at age 19, I ended up in a treatment center or a drug rehab for three months in the woods where I really experienced the wonderful uh, space or inner space of health and wellness that I'd never felt before. Yes, I was off the drugs, but also we were in nature, no electricity, 20 other kids. We were fishing in the morning and really connected to mother nature, which I'd never experienced before. And coming out of that experience... Um, that's where I knew what my mission was to inspire health. I didn't know, I didn't have the words that I have now, but I wanted to give people an experience or an opportunity to, uh, to feel what I had felt in that experience. So from that point on, that's when I knew that I wanted to promote health and wellness and become more and more of a practitioner and inspire people to practice daily. And since then, that's been my mission to inspire a daily practice because you know, health and wellness is kind of like an inner fire. And if you keep on adding logs every single day, it becomes such a big sort of bonfire that even if you have bad days or stress or anxiety or fear or doubt, that fire is still strong enough to keep you in your resonance, in your coherence, in your posture and be able to, to show up if possible every day. So um, I'd say it was unhealth and tasting unhealth and the the dissonance of the drugs and alcohol and the and the, and the partying that really got me into, into the flow of of health and wellness. I, I feel health and wellness is really the best the best drug I've ever taken, <laughs> and I'm highly addicted to it now. But it's a positive addiction that can lead to independence and not dependence. So that was the real the real shift. And also, I met my mentor at the at the drug rehab, Steve Sims who completely, like, I, I failed my way through schooling. And uh, it's not as if I had a family that was disciplined or super health driven. But this man shifted my life into 
plant-based eating, meditation, emotional literacy, awareness education, what's the ego, what's the spirit, and really going deep into self-knowledge. Um, and I've been on that path for the past 25 years now. Amazing. Listen, I, I, I really, as much as I don't love that you've had to go through, you know, those harder times, it's so powerful what it is you're now doing with that experience and how you managed to have that swip, that sw- shift. Um, and I, I would really like to touch back on something you mentioned when you were introducing yourself earlier is that before this pandemic, you noticed the kind of corporate stress pandemic. And we talk a lot about that outside of corporate as well, right? It's like, it's like the, we think it's one of the biggest issues. You know, the statistics tell us that um, and it only gets worse unless we start paying attention now. And what's fantastic is that you have obviously had a really strong mentor that's helped to guide you through that. And now you're obviously having a massive ripple effect in your own businesses and your own, your own life and just showing up as you are. So I'm really curious to know, how does the, the stress and anxiety piece fit into what you do today? I mean, just personally, from from that experience of of the of the drug rehab in the past twenty five years, stress and anxiety and um, depression and mental health was was my biggest challenge. You know, I'm like six two and a half, two hundred pounds physically. You you wouldn't know that that's my challenge, but you can't take an X ray of mm-hmm. of the mind, unfortunately. So that's been my personal challenge. Um, but if if we're coming back to to corporations. You know, since I went into corporations in 2006 until now, I'm fascinated by how people are disconnected to the sophistication of the human body. Um, you know, whether it's just the, the daily practice or conscious breathing or movement. Um, and it's because of this stress and anxiety pandemic that's just disconnecting them from their potential. And health and wellness is just not part of the system, especially capitalistic system, the human, the planet. Our purpose is not in the equation, and you can see it. And the second I, I walked into a company in 2006, actually, I was coming back from, from Thailand, and I, I was training and doing some Muay Thai uh, boxing in, in Chiang Mai. And I came back, and I got this opportunity to go to Radio Canada, uh, which is our, our radio here in Canada. I mean, that's pretty easy to figure out <laughs> with Radio Canada. But So there were about 3,000 people in that business, and I... I gave health breaks, 15-minute health breaks, based on the Muay Thai um, warm-up that I did. And the first 15-minute health break that I saw, I realized first how people were disconnected from the body. I was doing very, very basic movement. They couldn't do it. Um, and if I was just moving my hands or, or the spine, you could see there was pain. I'm like, what? I'd never been in a business before like this. This is, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And also after I had this standing ovation as if I was the god of health, I'm like, wow, we've done 15 minutes of very basic, very basic movement and, and, and health. So I said, wow, I saw the business opportunity, but I really saw the impact that we needed to bring health and wellness. Because if you're into the workplace, if you're working 40 to 60 hours out of the 168 hours in a week, and you're not investing one minute in your health, of course, there's going to be an epidemic pandemic of stress and anxiety. And even with COVID, the source really is unhealthy lifestyles. I, I, you know, it's COVID, of course, is there and it is killing the outliers. But the main thing is unhealthy people that are simply, unfortunately, and, and, and the source is laziness, procrastination, snoozing, not being proactive, reacting to life. 
and not making the, the very simple, not easy, but simple effort daily to take care of your health. And that's the main responsibility at the moment is that individually we take care of our health so we can become healthy collectively, but people just aren't doing it. And, and it, I'm fascinated by the resistance to the daily practice. It, it, it blows me away. It's a mystery to me. It's, it's interesting you share your corporate experience. I remember, and I won't actually say the, the country because they don't like that on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll get kicked back for that. Um, doing, um, really, it was just a talk. It was just an introductory session. We was going down there doing some health checks and, um, just really educating on nutrition a little bit about movement and these, these kinds of things real simple stuff and I thought I'd throw it out there just you know a, a big big um group of people about 100 people it was um I said okay who in who here thinks they eat the healthiest and um, it was the, the the COO puts his hand up like all confident these like and everybody's like pointing at him it's got to be him it's got to be him I'm like, amazing. This is going to be a good conversation. It's going to be a great example, I thought, for everybody. <laughs> and uh, I said, so, so tell me your diet. And <laughs> and no what about so he skipped breakfast um, with no thought attached to it, no real reason for skipping it, just that he's too busy. It's not important. Yeah, no, not, not necessarily intermittent fasting, I'd say. No, it wasn't exactly. a strategy. <laughs> Correct, exactly. Um, he would have a form of takeout. Again, I won't say any names. And then he would have another form of takeout for dinner. Um, pretty much the worst of the worst that you can imagine. And th- they all thought he was the healthiest person. And I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> We've got a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. So I, I could just <laughs> resonate with that, that shock and awe when you see that. Because, I mean... For us, fortunately, we've always kind of been into into wellness and into health, and you know, we've not always been the best in terms of like our own uh, well being. You know, we've had our own journeys too. But the reality was is that what we were seeing being in this wellness space is that the issues that people come to you with with pain, whether it's issues with the, their moods, whether it's their um, mental health is struggling there's always a root of some kind of stresses that are existing underneath all of those symptoms the things that they're coming to with that's not the issue i think so many people really get stuck in trying to fix what's going on on the surface level rather than get to the core of the issue and it sounds like you really do that with your daily practice so i'd be curious to know more about that mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, so much came up just in what you said <laughs> i saw a stat the other day five percent of north americans um, exercise 30 minutes a day. And, and that's pretty much the stat that I see in companies. About 95% of the employees are disconnected from, from the sophistication of the body. Um, so, so my daily practice is goes anywhere from very rarely, let's say a five-minute hard coherence practice, which is a, a breath practice and I'm sure you're aware of, to two to three hours a day. And normally it's about an hour to two hours um, I like to get up early. Today was a bit earlier than, than normal. I got up at 4.44. Um, 22 is my favorite number. So I, I like <laughs> 44s and 66s and stuff like that. So I got up at 4.44. Normally I'll get up and, and you know, I'll, I'll do something like the neti pot or the, you know, the, the tongue scraper just to, to cleanse the body. And then I'll get into a sitting practice of, I often start with some pranayama, very light breathing techniques and then a 30 to 45 minute meditation. And then I love to jump into body work, 
get on a spin bike and get a sweat going. I, I think sweating in the morning is the best coffee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then some, some body work, uh, chin-ups, dips, push-ups, and then some stretching, maybe some yoga, and then a cold shower. Uh, at the moment, it's a it's, uh, professional cold shower <laughs> season in, in Montreal. It's very cold. <laughs> So, uh, and that by eight o'clock I'm ahead of, and it's not to be ahead of, but I feel like I'm ahead of 99.9% of the population. It's like, bring it on. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, so that that's normally, and the main reason why I do that, the side effect is, is the physical and, you know, the energy, but the main effect is to, is to tame that voice inside of me that has brought me into darkness has brought me into depressive episodes into into burnout and that voice that that reptilian brain that is often in stress anxiety fight flight freeze life or death situation judging often myself chronic doubt and all the heaviness that i that i've been through um you know over the last 25 years it it hasn't been oh since drug rehab okay everything was okay it took me 10 years to to get really clean and you know to to finally gain a bit of mastery over my psyche over my soul over my focus and it's still a daily daily practice uh, it's you know I'm, i'm definitely not there and i don't think we ever get there i don't know where there is but you know it's it's definitely a journey and um it, it is getting better and better in, in the past in the past years yeah and, and that's the key it's um it's it is the journey uh, you've got to enjoy it the process not the end goal of doing these habits because you've got to want to achieve something in a year's time it's about there is no end to it is everything you're doing is potentially helping to inc- well increase every area of your wellness um, like we we're a big advocate of daily practices um what's what we teach to our clients as well obviously everyone responds differently and has their own different practices and routines whatever works for them but it's important i think for people to realize that whatever they want in life whether that's from a, um, a business point uh, perspective financial relationship if they work on that self-care especially first thing in the morning and they do those things that are going to help them mentally physically emotionally and, and energetically to become more aligned and more connected with themselves everything else flows much easier. Everything else becomes more aligned and, and much easier to achieve. I'm not saying there's not going to be challenges because there's always going to be challenges, but those practices help to put you in the right state of mind, in the right emotional state, in the right physical state to handle those challenges um, more effectively. And so those people who go, oh, I don't have time for all that in the morning. I've got to get to work. I've got so much to do. I've got, if you focus on that self-care, you'll be more productive in a shorter space of time because again, you're, you're you're lowering those stress levels you're lowering those anxiety levels you're in a more resourceful state to think clearly to be more creative to be able to do more in a shorter space of time and be more productive so you don't need to work 16 hours to achieve what you can (laughs) in six hours if that makes sense um and i think when people can connect those dots it becomes like oh okay that makes sense but the problem is most people are in that rush 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 stress 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 that there is no clear thing that they're in the chaos they're not they're not looking at it from the outside looking in thinking actually there's a better way to do this so i'd be interested to kind of know from your perspective and like the people that you help how do you help um kind of people go from that that mentality and that that um that state of stress and anxiety to being able to see the other side and see that there is a better way Uh, what what how do you help people do that yeah it's it's really 
what you're saying, how I see it is that the difference between reaction and response, which I'm, I'm sure you guys talk yeah. about, but so, and, and it's really brain management. And in my mind, breath management is brain management. Breath management is uh, nervous system management. How all the systems in your body communicate is through the breath. It's like the intercom to all the systems or the remote control, if you want, for your health and wellness is breath management. So, and also the, the, the connection between the reptilian brain and the neocortex, the executive functioning. So going from that hundred million year old brain to the executive, much more um, discipline, focus, emotional literacy and, and, and control, let's say, and creativity, all that comes from that executive functioning. And one conscious breath out of the 20,000 we take per day will reconnect you to that. So as why the daily practice, why in the morning, if you want to have a reactive day and react to everything that's going on, just get up, you know, go to the bathroom, have your coffee, put something really dark and, and in yoga, we say tamasic, you know, an acid into the body I have nothing against coffee, but I just don't feel it's the first thing that should go in. You know, it should be something more like water or lemon water, you know, and you get alkaline and you're cleansing the body. And then you're starting already to respond to life. But if the first thing you do is you get up and you press snooze, you know, I don't know if you know Mel Robbins, the five second rule. Have you yeah. heard of yeah. the five second rule? <laughs> yes. So in those five seconds, you know, if, if, if after six, seven seconds, you're pressing snooze, you're going to have a snooze day. You're going to have a reactive day. However, if you do start to breathe consciously, you get into that response and response is responsibility. And you have responsibility on your day. You have the ability to respond. So, of course, there's going to be chaos and you have the kids and you have, you know, clients and emails and stuff. But now are you responding to it? Are you doing Aikido with it, you know, mm -hmm. and using the energy like, almost against it? Or are you just, you know, taking it in and keeping it inside and getting cortisol and adrenaline going up and you're sitting for 14 hours a day, which is probably the average now with COVID. And you're like a little time bomb. And then you take the third or fourth coffee and then you're not sleeping well that night and you're getting up and snoozing and then you lead to chronic pain or depression, anxiety, and even unfortunately suicide. We have in our clients, we had three suicides in the last year in, in, our, in our corporate clients. It's, it's, we're really starting to see this, the major, major side effects of this disconnection to the human body, this unconsciousness and this, this addiction to the comfort zone and to a systems to systems that are just simply archaic and no longer serving us. And we need to get out of that, but there will be fear of course the mind's going to say no, because it's protecting us. But the only way we can get there is by discomfort and embracing the discomfort and, you know, getting into that, that growth and that expansion that we all need to do. And it's right there inside of us. It's just waiting. You know? Yeah, absolutely yeah. for sure. <laughs> we always talk about the response ability, right? Like if we go back to language, language just teaches us everything we need to know. If we're intent on the linguistics, we're actually like um, interacting with, uh, but that sense of responsibility, like you said, it gives you such an ability. Like it, I, I find it very hard to to describe, but it's just a level of resourcefulness that I never experienced until I really started to to pay attention and be intentional in creating my own life experience. And like you said, though, it can be quite scary to just think about that. So, what would you say to somebody, like in terms of the best place to start, that might be less scary, maybe a little, just a tiptoe out of the comfort zone rather than a, a complete jump into the danger zone. 
I used to give people a 22-day plan once again, you know, sort of that theory of 22 days, even though they're realizing that, that time isn't really what changes habits. It's more frequency. It's, it's more the repetition. Mm-hmm. I used to give people like five things to do, push-ups, squats, you know, journaling. And now I've come down to very, very basic because I, I realize the resistance to the daily practice is so strong. You have to go very gently. I give them three times a day, three conscious breaths. So, you know, which is about three minutes maximum out of the 1,440 minutes in a day. It's nine breaths out of the 20,000. So there's no way the mind can't say, I can't do it. Yeah. And, 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 and really, I'm, I'm starting with the breath, and it's not the goal after 22 days to become the best breather on the planet. It's, it's nine times a day or three times a day, the three times three, let's say, that you're, you're stopping and being proactive, that voice is going to kick in. It's going, to, no, 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 do it later. Uh, you you breathed earlier or whatever it is, and it's and it's to ta- three times a day. It's to start to tame that voice, and kind of like a dog, it's like sit, heal. I'm the master. That that reptilian brain can be a great servant, but or but it's an awful leader. So it's sit, heal. Thank you for this information. I'm the master, and it's three times a day going to that training for the mind and hopefully it'll turn into after 22 days a habit they'll start doing it you know 10 times a day and then eventually i'd get into some form of nutrition some form of movement and gently get the, getting them the way people get addicted to drugs and alcohol you know if you can get addicted to cigarettes let's say you can get addicted to health but nobody started with one pack of 25 cigarettes on the first day or else they'd say well, how how crazy is this so really really start slow almost like a drug dealer in a sense (laughs) but but you know a positive addiction here you go start with the breath feel what it's like to take conscious breaths wow it actually affects my posture it affects my focus i have more energy oh my god and then you start with something else and then eventually a year later they're climbing a mountain or they're taking a yoga teacher training and they're (laughs) how did this start how did this happen well you gently got addicted to health um and if, if I can just jump into on the etymology of words, there's a word that, that's beautiful word, conspiracy. And you know, conspiracy often means something, you know, doing something behind people's back or, but con means with and spirare means to breathe, you know, conspiracy means breathe together. So that's another word kind of that. So nice. that would be at the solution of like, we need a real conspiracy, people coming together, breathing together. And instead of leading our systems from this reptilian fear-based, actually doing it from a human base and a responsive place so yeah sorry i'm getting a bit passionate here about it never apologize for that (laughs) what what do you think the world would look like if it was a lot more human centered a lot more heart centered oh man (laughs) thank you for that Uh, and that's why i started this the be human club Uh, for for about five years i wanted to put be be human on a t-shirt and people were like what does that mean don't do it so i got into doubt and then at one point i'm like fuck it i'm just doing it i put be human on a t-shirt then i have we have be love we have be peace we have be joy but be human is the one that's the most remarkable which means people will make a remark i'll walk down the street somebody will give me a thumbs up or Somebody will say, what does that mean? And I'm like, exactly, what does it mean? <laughs> so at the moment, you know, I'd say it's, it's very clear that there's been way too much yang and extreme of male energy and infatuation with the male energy. And it's gone way too far into violence, racism on the planet, on women, 
on other races um, and and that's cool okay good stuff but now we really need to bring the pendulum more to the more feminine the more yin and i'm not saying male female i'm yeah. I, you know yoga has really got me in touch with my feminine side and i've actually never felt so manly let's say by connecting to my female side so it's not to go to the opposite extreme you know swing yeah. the pendulum but of course you want to be in the middle place but at the moment be human for me is is being vulnerable it's um it's 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 joy it's peace it's empathy it's compassion it's acceptance it's healthy dialogue it's seek first to understand before being understood i think that's habit habit number five i think in in seven habits of highly effective people um it's re, it's re, remember remembering that we're 99 exactly the same and that one percent difference is actually beautiful it's not a cause for polarization or war. It's a it's a cause for growth and for and for harmony and learning. Yeah. Um, human for me, if you look at if you look at the seven blue zones in the world, the the only real thing they have in common is not is not nutrition. It's not geography. It's not this. It's not that. The only thing is community. So community come come union. You know, like a union of us coming together. And sitting in, in silence, I'd probably start in silence and just come back to the breath until we really come to a super beautiful space of coherence, a nice frequency, a nice resonance where, and, and we know this with heart coherence, the heartbeat is three to five meters around us. And when you get into that frequency of 0.1 hertz, you know, of heart coherence, everybody wouldn't be in that space. And then from there, we can look at the problems and say, how can we respond to this? How would you do this, Mike? How would you do this, Janet, or whatever? You know, even like China, US, like, what? how come we can't just sit down and talk like human beings and, and mature people? And the solutions are right there waiting for us, you know? So that, that, would, be, that would be what being human would be for me. <laughs> Uh, brilliant I, I absolutely love it uh, I really do it's interesting you talk about heart mind coherence this is one of the things we talk about with our clients we talk about an energy bubble that we're if, imagine that we're all walking around the world in our own energy bubbles and if our one isn't taken care of we become very vulnerable to other people's energy and often we, we're not really owning our space and our, our, our resource so we really focus on helping people to, to build up their energy bubble, right? To come in coherence with that, that heart and mind. How, I'm curious to know, how do you encourage people to do that? Hmm. Well, it, it comes down to, to self-knowledge. You know, the second you've lost control of your emotions, as I mentioned, you know, breath management is, is brain management. And they've, this is scientifically proven. This is like woo woo and stuff. It's, the, of course, we know the mind can affect the brain. Like you can think of a stressful situation and right away our heart's going to go up. But we've, they've figured out that with this heart coherence, a hundred times more powerful is the frequency of the heart with the mind. So it's, it's to get people to experience with those three times three breaths per day in that minute, in that minute, what does it feel like? Okay, what does it feel like to start to respond to life then react? And then when they're going to, for example, the meditation practice, when you're in sitting in, in meditation, that's the practice. But when you get off the mat is when you play. 
And when I'm sitting in meditation and I see a thought come up, oh my God, I forgot to send this transfer to a teacher or whatever. I can feel the heart beating. And then I'm, and then that's this, I'm increasing the self-knowledge. I'm increasing the self-awareness. Um, and, and one of my teachers would say, Scott, you must match your awareness with your discipline. If you're too aware and not disciplined enough, you become what he would say, like schizophrenic, to, to just analysis paralysis. If you're too disciplined and not aware enough, you become too rigid. Kind of like, you know, I don't know, the carnivore diet. And not to, I don't know why I took that because now maybe you'll say, but just like I have to eat meat every single day. I'm not saying that's the bad thing, but it's, it sounds a bit rigid, let's say. Yeah. Or you have to do 500 push-ups every single day and it's only push-ups and then you've got this huge chest. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, because you didn't have the awareness enough. Yeah. So in my mind with, with people, it's if you're too much in your mind where the whole entire world is at the moment, this analysis paralysis and so much analysis paralysis, we're not even taking any action. If you feel the mind is taken up, increase the discipline. So if yeah. I'm stuck in my mind, get on a spin bike for 45 minutes and connect to the human body or go for a walk, come back to the wisdom of the body. If you feel that you're, you're getting injured or there's too much going on with, well, increase the awareness, talk to somebody, read another book or something. So anything that can keep that, that match between the awareness and the action is probably where I'd keep people so they can get back to that self-knowledge and know exactly what they need to do at that point. What a wonderful polarity. I've never really thought about it like that. I think that's really, really powerful. Hmm, that's going to be in my next meditation. <laughs> I know for sure. And journal yeah, session. <laughs> I, I know it right away when my when my mind is going off a bit. It's like Scott, get back, get back into action, get back mm. into something that brings you back to the the simplicity of the body. You know, the yeah. body knows exactly what to do, yeah. but that reptilian brain can really get you off yeah. off the path very quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. And I, I love it how you talk about that breath connection and how that helps you get into that, into that state and that more, the more conscious you're breathing, the easier it is to bring that connection back when your mind starts to wander or distractions start to happen. Because obviously by, by consciously breathing and focusing on your breath, that again brings it brings your focus back to the present, and that is just so 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 powerful because it's something we do with clients a lot. And when they first start to breathe consciously, and they start, oh, my goodness, oh I, I can feel I can feel my heartbeat, I can hear my heartbeat, I can I, I feel this warm feeling rushing like running through my body. I thought, yes, I said that's always been there. Problem is, you've been so focused on the external, you forget what how to feel internally. Um, and that's just so powerful that people can just sit with themselves for a couple of minutes and breathe and just notice all the sensations their body is giving them. Um, I think they'll start to have a deeper appreciation uh, for, mm -hmm. for, that, for that connection and start to realize that, oh, there's so much more to my body than just this physical vessel that goes to work every day, comes back, and, well, that's pretty much about it for most people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's funny. I heard you say earlier when you were when you was describing something you said like that remembering the way you said it i know you meant it as like remember rather than remember exactly, yeah. but the reality <laughs> is is when people come back to, to their center to their heart to their body to any sensation that's just when they come back to their senses we remember ourselves right we we, we and yep. i think that's something that a lot of our clients i know for sure have found quite fascinating is that they mm -hmm. actually had all of the answers and all the resources and everything they ever needed 
it was yeah. there all along. Yeah, I often say, you know, that I'm, I'm a fan of biofeedback and I love, of course, you know, all the data you can get, you know, from the, the Whoop and the Apple Watch and everybody's <laughs> so addicted to it. And then I say, really, the best biofeedback is close your eyes and listen and watch. The body's going to tell you exactly what to do. And, oh, am I dehydrated? Just go to the bathroom. If it's, if it's mm. fluorescent yellow, then you're dehydrated. <laughs> you know what I mean? The body, so you yeah. don't need, of course, these things are fun. I'm not dissing them. Yeah. But, you know, they're, we're so disconnected from that. And, and it's just waiting for you to, mm. to stop and listen. And it'll tell you exactly what's going on. And, for example, the breath, the inhalation is the sympathetic nervous mm. system. So if you're inhaling more, that means the body's asking for uh, energy. The exhalation is the parasympathetic ner nervous system. So if you want to relax or if the body needs to relax, you can just watch the breath. It's like, wow, okay, my exhalation's longer than the inhalation. My body's asking for relaxation. You know, but people don't don't do that and it's right there 20,000 times a day you can practice that that's why I really like what you said earlier when you were talking about moving people into action with the three three uh, breaths is the um stop part <laughs> right is because we're so busy running around chasing our tails in life and it we have to just pause when we can pause only then do we open the door <laughs> to be able to access those feelings and experience yeah because it's impossible and scientifically proven once again to heal to regenerate to recharge um to reconstruct the body when you're stressed it's it's mm. impossible to do yeah. so that's stopping in that one minute mm. kind of like our phone at you know 2 30 in the afternoon mm. when it's down to 22 percent, we kind of panic you know it's like <laughs> where's the charger the same thing for the you know if you get up at six mm. in the morning you have kid or whatever it is by three imagine what percentage you're at if you stop for a minute or five minutes just in silence, close the eyes, it's like the Tesla recharger for the body. You just stop. You don't have, you have nothing to do. You can just witness it because normally the body only recharges when it's in deep, deep, deep sleep because finally the mind is shut up. It's like, thank you for shutting up, mind. I can finally do what I really do. You know, but you can hack the brain into that during the day. And it takes one to five. It doesn't take... 20 minutes the body's ready to recharge it's waiting it's like please stop please stop so i can recharge and give you more energy but you have to mm. you have to stop that's 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 the first step one of the most powerful things i think that that i've learned and i would say recently in the last year or two is that slowing down is actually the fastest way to get anywhere <laughs> and totally agree it's it's a game changer just slow down hurry slowly exactly my, my teacher would say that hurry slowly scott because I, <laughs> I was so stuck in that go 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 mm. and need to work harder and have to work on saturdays can't do this can't do that you know and that's that's really a trap and it's and it's such an illusion yeah um so i i definitely agree with that definitely i want i want to take this conversation to the other end of the kind of wellness spectrum when people are doing that work on themselves they're doing the personal work they're overcoming their stresses and they're able to become more aligned mentally physically emotionally energetically and one thing we've noticed with our clients and why we kind of currently do what we do now is that when they do that work themselves and they start to ask that question they start to want to contribute more in life and that's and we we got inspired by our clients to focus on uh, that on that on that kind of message of when we are healthy and well we we can become a force for good. We want to do more. We want to make a difference in the world. So I'd be interested to know what you feel is kind of like the, the main causes out there for 
from your perspective, your opinion, that really need our focus right now um, in the world? Well, the main one, and uh, I did the Al Gore uh, client leadership training in 2015. So that's been on my on my heart and mind and in my world since. Not as if I'm like a proactive, like, you know, I do my, my bit, but the, the most urgent, urgent thing would be uh, once you're getting into that state of, okay, how can I be of service? How can I contribute? I, I jump right into climate change somehow. It would, it would be that. That's, that's yeah. the first question I'd, I'd ask if I was talking to some young person, you know, wondering where to go in life. Um, and then I, I'd say, you know, the, the, the healthier you're going to get, the more you're going, going to want to support, but also the more attractive you're going to be, not in, mm-hmm. in terms of the law of attraction, just sit there and everybody's going to come to you, but you're going to start to see things differently. You're going to start to see opportunities. You're going to start to want to support other people, but also you're going to inspire other people and they're going to come to, to you and asking questions. How did you do this? How did you do that? So for example, like how did I end up starting a school for black youth? And as you can see, I'm definitely not black. I'm the Scottish descendants and you know, I'm, I'm as white as can be. Um, however, I, I came into in, into this this ghetto, and my heart just opened up, and I saw the racism. I could feel the disconnection from from opportunity, and we just started the school. Same thing when I went up to northern Quebec with the Inuit. I I, I call it a, a modern day genocide. How we're teaching uh, treating the the Inuit. We forced them out of nomadic lifestyle into sedentary, and everything that that goes with this system. When you just when you push it onto people. So I think you're just, your heart opens up and then, and then there's a cause that, that, that just, you, you, you connect with so deeply that you cannot not do it. And it doesn't matter what the money is. It doesn't matter what your parents are saying. It doesn't matter what you, they think you're crazy, but there's a deep knowing inside that there can be a lot of noise around it, but there's a deep knowing inside. That's like, this is it, Scotty, just show up continue to show up 80% of the practice is showing up continue to show up I, I would echo that again even more is is the showing up that that's the bit when we show up and when we show up with an open heart anything can change and I think that's the powerful thing is when people if then people can recognize that their heart is open it's really connecting to an issue that means something to them that's the people we need working on that stuff, <laughs> right? Yes, you can care about things. Like we care about all of the, the big global issues, of course, like every football, like most people do. But the reality is, is like we, we're not experts in all of those things. However, what we can do is we can wave a flag for, for health and well-being and, and make sure that people are operating at their best so they can then go out and have that ripple effect. And obviously that's just kind of our story, but other people it might be kids it you know like you opening yes. a school it might be education it might be poverty there's so many things i think if people yeah. just just listen they'll find what that thing is to get that knowing yeah and 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 the important thing is to show up when you don't feel like showing up yeah. that that's when i've always found the gems uh when i when i didn't feel like going into corporate because it just it's it can be really tough to go into these these corporate cultures that are just, you can just, if you're a bit 
um, uh, uh, hypersensitive, like I'm, I'm hypersensitive. So I walk into these companies and you can just feel the heaviness mm -hmm. or the black community or, you know, the Inuit, as I mentioned. And a lot of times I just didn't, I'm like, Scotty, I don't, I don't feel like doing it, but yes, that that's when you need to go. That's when the magic happens. So um, yeah, the showing up is, is, is vital. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just want to say it's been it's been so fun speaking with you and like time has just flown by and we do have <laughs> yeah. to unfortunately end this at some <laughs> point <laughs> but yeah exactly i know we could carry on for hours so what i want yeah. to um, start to kind of wrap things up i just want to ask you um you've given so much great advice already and especially your advice about um those three uh, conscious breaths throughout the day but is there any other practical advice even just one piece of practical advice you give someone who's struggling listening but they're struggling with stress and anxiety um, and in their well-being what, what would you say to them and why my teacher steve would say walking through the forest uh, at night alone is really really scary but walking with one other person that you trust of course or love you're laughing the whole time or you know it just reduces the fear by 87 percent, let's say mm -hmm. so if you want to get onto this path of, of self-discovery and awareness education and emotional literacy and health and wellness, it's, it's not an easy path. You know, it's a simple path, but simple does not mean easy. And I'd say, don't walk alone, you know, get an accountability buddy, join a community, join a men's group, a women's group, uh, whatever it is, something of course, proactive, and people that will challenge you on, Scotty, did you get up this morning? Oh, no, I didn't feel like it. Unless there's a really good reason. You know, there, there aren't too many reasons why it's not good to get up and do your practice. So that would be my, my probably biggest advice, you know, coming back to that community. But start with one person that you really trust in, yeah. that you can call any time of the day, at night, and uh, start to log your practices as well, too, because pra practicing the logging the practices can become a reward in itself um so that would be the other one i guess is, is rewards remember to reward yourself and have fun yeah, this should be absolutely. the play is so key yeah. and we're forgetting that health is is part of play like health is so much easier than unhealth you know? yeah. yes there's a practice the practice can be tough but the rest of your life is going to become so much better yeah. like i still resist probably you know, 85% of the practices like at 444 this morning, there's part of me didn't feel like, like getting up, but the benefits for the rest of my day are priceless. So um, yeah, remember to play and, and find, find a health buddy. Nice. I love that. I love it so much. So listen, is there anything else, Scott, that you would like to add to this conversation before our listeners can find out where to find you? Um. Just to remember to, to, you know, to be human. <laughs> I guess my, 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 my last one is a question that's helped me out in the last little while is what would love do? Mm -hmm. Like if you're in a situation that's difficult or, um, you know, a confrontation, there's conflict or even with yourself, like what would love do? Mm -hmm. And I think if we all came back to that, what would love do? It would be a very, very different, different world. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'd, I'd leave with that. What, what would love do? amazing we've just added that fully enough or something similar to one of our weekly update things that we get some of our accountability clients to do which is when they're reflecting on the past week and they're setting up for the for the following week is to ask what what could you have loved more on this week 
like and often it's obviously those challenging things it's like I could have loved on that instead of complained about it judged it hated it and so on and then obviously same question that you just asked for, for the following week and it's it's really interesting because there's points where people are like what does that even mean <laughs> and then that takes you down a whole nother rabbit hole which is a podcast for another day <laughs> <laughs> sounds good uh, thank you thank you for this great questions uh um good conversation and yeah i'm i'm honored and feel very privileged to have to have had this conversation with you thank you so before before you leave us uh scott tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to know more a bit more about you what you do yeah i'm i'm quite active i'd say on on instagram i don't have like i'm not an influencer i don't have like fifty thousand followers but um so that would be at scott simons inc um, and then the website for organic is beorganic.com. That was the source of all the be human, be love, be organic. Um, and then even my email, scott at beorganic.com. I'd love people to email me and get into a conversation or ask any questions or challenge me or, you know, get into healthy dialogue. I, I'm, I'm always open to that. Awesome. We'll definitely put all those um, links in the show notes as well. So it's easy for people to find you super thank you so much for coming on today it's been an absolute pleasure i can, we can feel your energy all the way from where you are in the cold <laughs> um, but we honestly it's a great conversation it's, it's lovely to be able to connect with somebody that's, that's on the same page definitely feels very aligned it's just refreshing and i really hope that our listeners take away a lot from this episode i'm sure they will thank you so much and remember to breathe deep <laughs> yes if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Then share it with a friend who you think might benefit. Spread the word. That's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other. We appreciate you so much and as always, unconditional love and wellness to you.